This episode of Landmine Radio is sponsored by Guido's Pizza. Located on International Airport Road in Anchorage, Guido's has been serving the best pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more since 1984. Guido's is open daily for dine-in service from 11 a.m. to midnight, and they do takeout and delivery until 2 a.m. Whether I'm dining in a Guido's or ordering for delivery, the hardest part for me is always choosing what to get because they have so many amazing items on their menu. If you're looking for a quick bite or want to order food for a big party, Guido's is the place to go. Tell them Jeff from the Landmine sent you. Okay, back here in studio with uh, a judge, actually, Judge Adolf Zeman. How you doing? Good, good. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. I got to say, you are uh, you look pretty young. You're actually older than me, because re- I ran into you a few weeks ago, and I met you, and I'm, I'm thinking, you're like, I've met a lot of judges. You're one of the coolest judges, I and mean, you're just not <laughs> afraid to say I'm a judge. You're a new judge, a couple of years, 2020, but... Yep. Um, We'll talk about kind of that, but you're you're uh, one of the younger judges now, Superior Court judges in the state. Yeah, well, I was appointed three years ago, a little over three years ago. Uh, I was 42, so, um, you know, you do the math, 45 now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when I took the bench, I was probably the youngest, if not within that range. Um, in the last few years, there's been retirements and, and folks, so um, we have a, you know, kind of folks in my age range that are, that are coming aboard. And you grew up here. You went to, you actually went to East. So let's talk about kind of your background and where you went to college and law school. We'll talk about becoming a judge, but sure. a lot of the people who are judges didn't grow up here. So you're, you're kind of interesting that you grew up here and went to East. Yeah. I think there's just maybe a handful that, that are from here. I was born and raised here in Anchorage, grew up, you know, not far from your studio here on the East side of town, uh, went to Wendler and graduated from East after, High school, I did my first year here at UAA, got some some, oh, of, yeah, wow. some of the requirements out of the way, and then transferred down to the University of Oregon, which is where I uh, finished my undergrad. Did you do the WUI? No, didn't do the WUI. Uh, like, I moved up here from New Mexico in uh, 04 was when I moved up here, and I had the WUI, the Western undergraduate deal, so I got a bit of a price break on tuition. Yeah, so with, with Oregon, it was you know real specific. You had to go there for a program that wasn't offered at one of the UA schools up here, mm-hmm. and so um, ultimately... I, I did. I started as a, you know, of all things, a biology major, and that was awful. So I, I started as a geology major, and I, I really like geology. And then I got to the historical part and some of the harder <laughs> stuff, and I was like, "This is fucking hard." Yeah, I don't uh, want to do that. So then I went to history and economics, which was I'm glad I did get a degree, but yeah, not exactly super useful in the right you know, larger context. <laughs> but yeah, but geology got really hard. Yeah, I ultimately went to political science and business, and then. Um, you know, I think the the real wake up call was when I went to office hours for a physics professor, and I was like, I just don't get it. And he's like, You know what? Some people just don't get this. And I was like, All right, that's yeah. what that's what people receive. That's what people need to hear sometimes. I think I, some of this messaging, if you can do anything you want, well, some people are built to do different things. Absolutely, we're all built to do different things. Absolutely. So you know, my fortunately, I made that decision early on enough that I didn't have to, you know, start over, and. Um, Wait, wait, when did you decide, because biology, when did you decide maybe I should go to law school? So after I, I changed majors, you know, I, I really liked my, like, the philosophy classes, my political science classes. Mm-hmm. So I ultimately ended yeah, me up too, me too. Um, majoring in political science. And it was not tor- till towards the end of my undergrad, I met a professor. She taught, she was a former lawyer. She taught legal process. I took that. And then she taught um, another, you know, kind of you know, history of, you know, legal, you know, the system. And, and I found it really fascinating. And 
Your, your parents' lawyers or anything like that? Anybody in your nope. family? I'm the I'm the first one in the family. Um, you know, my my parents are. I'm the first one in my family born in the United States. Really? Born here in, in Anchorage. Where are they from? My mom is from Argentina. My dad, um, he's since passed, but he was from uh, Czechoslovakia, now Czech Republic. Oh and, wow! So you have like real, like you have like probably family in Europe and um, I South do. America. I have yeah, family in South America. My mom's from kind of the Patagonia region, so Alaska is very. She's she's still here, but Alaska is very much home for great, her. Great mountains, yeah. Big very mountains. very similar. Um, my dad, he moved back to the Czech Republic after the Communist Party collapsed, and um, oh, so, so like in eighty eighty nine or nine. Yeah, like nineteen ninety, I believe is when mm-hmm. he moved back, and um, so I have family over there. My my wife and kids and I were actually just there this last summer visiting family. And my first, uh, I moved here in '04. I was 19. By 21, I went to oh, summer of '06. I went to Europe for like almost three months. And I flew to Germany, and I did this whole Eastern Europe. And I went to Russia for a while. And but I spent like uh, almost two weeks in Czech Republic and Slovakia. And I was in Germany for like a month. And I was all over Germany and Austria. And I was doing all this stuff. And it was pretty expensive. I mean, it was the dollar exchange was kind of bad back then with the euro. I remember I got to Czech Republic. I got to Prague. Took a train. I got off and I went to a oh. bar and I had this just amazing Pilsner beer and it was like two bucks. Right. You're big, I, big ball. I was there. like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. This is like, because Germany was really expensive. It was the World Cup and it was just everything was kind of, yeah. you know, even hostels were not, but then you get the Czech Republic and then you have also just the history and all this cool. Like I went to Bratislava and, and uh, Slovakia. Yeah. And I, spent, I spent a few weeks going through all those places and smaller towns and it's beautiful really, country. really, really nice. Beautiful country. I, and I, I'll put it out there. I think Prague is the most beautiful city in the world. So, so much architecture, just so many things to yeah. see, history. Yeah, Untouched by the war. So it, it, it is just intact. Yeah. No, I, I, I so, well, it's interesting. So, so do you have like EU citizenship or Argentina? Can you get that? Or I, I could, I, I probably still could. I, I never did. Um, you know, my, so my mom, I, I could certainly do an Argentinian passport. I, I think you I Spanish or I do. Czech or? So Spanish was my first language. Um, you, wait, you grew up here? Or did you grow up kind of? I grew both? up here. So but your mom spoke to you in Spanish, or when, my, both my mom and dad. So when I was born, um, I was what, what you would call a surprise. Um, my sisters are 14, 11 years older than me. Oh, and so, so you were kind of like, oh, so, we got one more. Yeah, Whoop, bon- bonus here, and, and they were born uh, in. Argentina, America, yeah. Both my sisters were born in Argentina. They grew ultimately grew up here. Do they have uh, a little accent, or are they kind of not anymore? My mom definitely does. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we spoke Spanish at home, and I think the at some point they talked about maybe moving back to South America shortly after I was born. So we spoke Spanish at home. I learned English when I started preschool, and you know. I forget that there's a famous quote, and I, I'm going to mess it up. It was by an economist, but it was essentially like only. Nobody else in the world could mess up Argentina except the Argentini- Argentinians. Because a hundred years ago, Argentina was like one of the, maybe the largest economy in the world. I mean, they were like, they had it all. Yeah. And, and then this whole thing with this uh, debt problem and the inflation and the kind of defaulting and all these problems that have gone on over the, the you know, very interesting history. In Argentina. And the corruption. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, you, you can... the guy now, there's a guy now. What I was reading about this young, he's kind of a young guy. He's kind of a little out there. Running for president, I was going to read a little bit about this guy. Yeah, I haven't um, kept up too much on the the politics. All you know, when things hit the when I think th- when things go really bad is when I you know you, you hit the the well, stories. But one of my books, I have a book club. 
uh, Land, Landmine Book Club, it's called. Yeah. And we actually read uh, Che Guevara's um, Motorcycle Diaries. Yeah. Um, yeah. A few last year, I think. And he's, he was Argentinian. Yeah, that's and, a good read. And that's a really interesting, especially in that time period and kind of going through all the those countries and the, and the motorcycle trip. But yeah. Really interesting. That's a, you know. Definitely. That's a great, you I know. I think people fear him and they think Cuba, but he was, a, he was Arge, Arge, yeah, Arge, Arge, Argentinian. Yeah. So that that's a great read. A very interesting story. Interesting journey. You probably read it sure. in Spanish, I bet. I read it in English. But. I did read it in Spanish. I also read it in English, but, um, you know, it's uh, an interesting country. It's a beautiful place. I When I was in law school, I actually was able to go down there my third year of law school and do a study abroad. And I had a blast. It, I mean, Buenos Aires is one of the coolest cities. Yeah, yeah, I've never been, but I, it's like I, I want to go because I've heard so many people have gone down there. Yeah. They've said they've, it's been, you know, amazing. It has, you know, it has the that influx. You know, the main, the main immigrants that went to Argentina came from Italy and Spain. And then kind of everyone else. So you can walk through Buenos Aires and be like, oh, this looks like I'm in France or uh, mm-hmm. architecture. I feel like I'm in England. And it's just a, a really cool melting pot. It's a Yeah, I need to I need to that's that's gonna be on my list for next put year it on there. in South America. Yeah. So okay, so you're in you're you're in your undergraduate and then this lady professor talked to you, and then you're you're like, I guess I gotta take the LSAT. Yeah. And um, you know, the the LSAT was, you know, a fun adventure. I'm not a, a great test taker, so I I think I scored just right in the the average zone. I took it. I, n- I never really thought that serious about, but I thought maybe I should go to law school. And so I took it, and I I didn't study much, but I just remember those friggin' questions like seven people and seven yeah. days and like seven airplanes. You know, and they give you these conditions, right. and and I just wasn't that good at that. And you know, there's ways to like draw it out, I guess, or there's like techniques. Yeah. But I mean, I did really good on the written reading part, you know. But that other stuff, I did not do good on. That oh was yeah, the, really the, hard. What do they call it? The logic games? Logic, logic like, games. It's yeah. Like Timmy, Tommy, Tony. Tina and and Trey go to the playground. There's five pieces of equipment. Mm-hmm. Only two. Can, yeah, I was like, this is what being a lawyer is. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, which it wasn't. I never I never got any of those crazy uh, you know problems where seven kids are trying to go on six pieces of playground equipment. <laughs> um, so took the lot LSAT. You know, scored squarely right in the middle, and uh, ultimately ended up at Gonzaga in Spokane. So you know, a lot of uh, Alaskans have lawyers have gone to Gonzaga. I've, I, mean, I mean, Lisa McGuire stands to, uh, re, uh, stands out. She was a senator. There was a, I'm trying to think many other ones that have got lawyers that have gone to Gonzaga. A lot of Alaskans. Yeah, there's um, a pretty. Did Lisa Murkowski go there? I don't think Murkowski Did went she go there. there or no, um, but there's been several that have uh, over the you know years I've seen I've seen you know, Gonzaga. Yeah, school. yeah. It's I I don't know what the the real connection is. Obviously, you know, Alaska doesn't have a law school. Um, I think maybe folks that are interested in either from here, from the Northwest and want to stick around the Northwest, it's a great option. They have uh, a really good, um, you know, kind of native um, law practice area. So, you know, Mm -hmm. folks that are interested in, you know, kind of Alaska native issues or or broader. Do you see people now, I assume, that you went to like in in your role as a judge or as a lawyer, you're probably running the people that went to law school, you went to law school with? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's certainly a handful of folks that that we graduated together. Um, Folks within my, you know, the the year range, either first through third, third year that that I run into that are, you know, practicing attorneys. Uh, Judge Crosby, one of my colleagues, she's a a Gonzaga grad. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, She's been out there on some cases over the last couple of years. She got a couple of those. She got that uh, Stuart Trail one. Yep, yeah, yep, so shared that one last higher year. profile ones. Yeah. So Gonzaga, great, great place. I, I got there, you know, I talked to some of the folks that went there, you know, 80s, 90s, and they talked about the law schools literally like in the basement of like 
an old gym building. Mm-hmm. Um, I got there. I was the second class to go through their brand new facility, oh, which wow. is right on the river. Beautiful law school, you know, kind of state of the art. And, you know, great professors always had access to them. And Did you apply to other schools? I mean, Sure. Yeah, I applied to um, – Applied. I, I kind of stuck around the the Northwest for for law school. Some California schools, um, Oregon, uh, and Gonzaga seemed. After I did the visit, Gonzaga seemed to be the right fit. Um, University of Washington didn't let me in. Shocker, they didn't let me into undergrad either. And I, I actually got into. Know. I got. I was pretty surprised. I got into UW. I got into the Jackson School wow. of International Studies after after my undergraduate. I was going to do like international, but I, I applied for this fellowship, kind of scholarship slash fellowship and I, I was like didn't get it and I was kind of like waitlisted to get it and uh, I didn't get it but the the tuition it was a two-year program and I was going to do the Ellison school which is kind of the Russian East Asian yeah um uh focus and it was like it was like 60,000 I mean tuition itself or something was like it was so expensive right I was like I've already borrowed money there's no you know but if I would have got that fellowship I, I really wanted to go but the cost of it was just so even back then that was 2010 I mean that, the cost was so high yeah, and you know it's kind of one of those things. I I was cursed UW. I was like, God, UW. Now I'm a you know I'm a diehard duck. So mm-hmm. you know they. You got a lot of football games. I mean that's. Yeah, we you know we my wife also went to University of Oregon. So and we've both been involved with the alumni association. So we definitely make it down a couple times a year for for football games. And did you so when you were in law school were you thinking the plan was to come back to Alaska or were you maybe going to stay down there? Did you have any you idea? Know, the I think generally the plan was always to come back. Um, to, to Alaska. This is home. This is where I, I wanted to be. I I certainly looked at, you know, possibly Portland, Seattle, but, you know, once I started applying, I was offered a clerkship for Superior Court, which is the court I now sit on, and the the judge offered me a job. I was like, all right, well, let's go back to Alaska. So my wife and I came back up. We weren't married yet, obviously, but... Did you ever think when you were clerking you'd be a judge? Did that really cross your mind? Maybe you I'll know, be a judge someday. It was, um, you know, when I clerked, it was a great experience. The judge I, I clerked for, she was fantastic. Um, and I, you know, I thought back then, I was like, man, this would be cool. And that's about it. You know, I was, was like, you know, who am I to think I could be a judge um, <laughs> as a, you know, just finished law school. But I, I saw the the work that was being done. It was uh, really interesting. Um, did I think I would become a judge? I, I didn't think so. I, you know, back then, no, I was just trying to focus on Kind of next I, steps. I did a podcast with uh, Justice Henderson a while back in, in the Supreme Court, and yeah. she kind of was all, I think she was all, all the levels of judge over the years. But yeah. I asked her, like, she was up here clerking as well. For the, I said, did you ever think I'd be on the Supreme? She's like, are you nuts? Yeah. <laughs> no, I did not think that. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's it's kind of interesting to, to be in this position. I, I absolutely love it. Um, but, you know, growing up here, going to East and kind of trudging my way through school, I, I never, it was never something that was aspired to or in the cards or, you know. Have you ever, I'm sure you've probably seen people before you, like, totally just, like, um, you know, judicial sense or something that you went to, went to high school with or something or somebody you grew up with. You're like, what, what are you, oh, my God, what are you doing here? Absolutely. I, you know, it, it, it happens kind of more than than is expected. And, and oftentimes what will happen is I will not recognize it until I see the person. Mm-hmm. You know, names have changed, maiden names, things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, boy. I'll obviously make the disclosure that mm-hmm. and let the the parties know if they um, believe there's a conflict, I'll recuse myself. Or if I believe there's a conflict, I'll I'll recuse myself. But I've certainly had those situations come up. You know, it's Anchorage is a a, a big small town. 
Oh, I mean, especially, I didn't grow up here. I moved here when I was 19, but a lot of my friends grew up here, and I'll meet somebody and, and almost always, like, you know this person, and they have some connection to the, if they grew up yeah. here, you know. They, two two degrees age. of separation, mm-hmm. yeah, if that. So you came back, and you worked, you were clerking, and then I saw you worked at several, a couple law firms, and you were doing that for, I mean, how many years were you, you were, mostly it was civil law, right? Civil law, um, my my focus was mainly civil litigation. I did a lot of construction litigation, and then, you know, up here in, in Alaska, you know, we're a smaller legal market. So if you're in LA, you can you can specialize in like products liability for, you know, one particular type of pump, you know, for, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Here as a litigator, you're, you're kind of more general, but I did have a good chunk of construction litigation. Otherwise, it was the rest was you know, business litigation. I did stuff for some of the native corporations, some of the, you know, companies that have business up here. So like Lowe's, for example, was a client of mine, you know, they're based in North Carolina, but if they had issues up here, they'd call me. Um, so I had a great practice, great, you know, great experience. I did that for a little over 15 years before I applied to become a judge. And, you know, my firm, it was the the firm that I, I left to, to take the bench, Landy Bennett Blumstein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, downtown. Yeah. Prior firm to that was Delicia Moran, Garrity and Zobel. And, those two firms ended up merging. So we, we came over from DMGZ to Landy Bennett um, in 2012, and then I was appointed here in 2020. So at what point, at some point you were like, oh, I maybe want to be a judge, and you have to go through the judicial council. When did you kind of start? And did you, did, was this your first? Did you get the first time? I did. Man, you're lucky. A lot of people have to do, they do apply many times. Numerous be, times, yeah. I Even to get their name, uh, you know, sent forward. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. I guess the... I got lucky. The stars aligned for me. Um, you know, I'd, I'd started thinking about it, um, you know, probably a few years into into practice at that point, you know, not seriously thinking. I just mean like, again, that'd be kind of cool. I think it'd, it'd be a, a good gig. And over the years, I think prior to when I applied, I would say the couple of years before, you know, you get the notification from the council. Say, oh, this vacancy is coming open. I look at it like, oh, so-and-so is retiring. And and you, then, got, you got Anchorage, too, which is really – because a lot of people, I notice, they'll look at maybe rural ones or different ones where maybe there's, like, you know, less people want to do, apply. I know people have applied for, like, the Barrow one that was opening a while back or Kotzebue or these different, you know, parts of the Bethel. Sure. Fairbanks. Yeah, I think sometimes uh, folks will, will apply out in Palmer, you know, mm-hmm. still close enough. Um, and so, I, you know, I'd get these notifications. I'd look at it and kind of toss them in the recycle bin. And then the one – in 2019, I, I I read it, and for some reason it felt different. It wasn't because of the judge who was retiring. It was Judge Wolverton, um, and I just like I was like, oh, all right, Wolver's retiring. I put the notice back in the envelope and I put it at the corner of my desk, and then I just kind of kept thinking about it, thinking about it, and then I finally you know, I started talking to some folks, some um, experienced attorneys, people I trusted, mentors, if you will, um, just to get a I guess a a check on myself to make sure that. You know, cause if is this I was, a good idea? <laughs> right. I was, I was, you know, I'd say I'm thinking about applying. If they're like, you're insane, you know, then then I wouldn't know. It's, it's not – I'm not ready. It's not my time. Maybe I, I wouldn't be a good judge. Um, the folks I initially reached out to were absolutely supportive, and then I started talking to my partners, which, of course, is a, a little different conversation, which is, you know, if I get this, I gotta, I gotta leave. I'm gone. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, maybe secretly they're like, God, I hope he gets it. Um, <laughs> but I, they were apply, all very, apply, yeah, apply. they're all very supportive. And so, yeah, I went through council, and unfortunately, they they nominated me the first time, and the government appointed me. 
So the way it works for the well, folks listening probably know, mm-hmm. but we have this judicial council, which is a very different system. Other states, you know, it's 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 an election or it's a different, you know, a confirmation type. Right. With the, we have a whole different deal they set up when they built the constitution. Um, so you apply and then you get. I think your the lawyers can like weigh in, right? They they say yeah. is this guy good or bad or yeah. Like, so the, so the judicial council's uh, you know a set up. It's a constitutionally um, kind of mandated body that's set up. It's made up of three attorney members and then three members of the public. The members of the public are selected by the governor. They serve six year staggered terms. Um, I'm assuming that it's designed that way, so there's not you know one, one governor. governor get just, everybody, get everybody yeah, so ever. so really kind of trying to get that diversity. Um, so the judicial council, once uh, vacancies open, they send out the notice. People apply, and once you apply, then you know, go into what you're saying. They send your name out and to every member of the bar, and they say, "Hey, tell us about your experience with this person." And it's all anonymous, so you don't know. Who's who's rating you? I've always wondered of of the anonymous part because like what if somebody has an axe to grind with somebody? I mean, yeah, that that might happen. But but generally, if if you're a good person or a good, lo- I mean, you're gonna maybe somebody might not like you, but generally, you're probably gonna it's gonna be reflective of really who you who you are. Sure, and you know, if if you're in litigation, or if you're in the law, you know, it's an adversarial system. So of course, at some point, you're probably gonna you know kind of butt heads with someone. Um, but overall, I think if you can maintain that professionalism, you'll probably, you know, come out of there okay. And so, of course, I had uh, overall pretty positive comments, remarks. There were a couple that were, you know, critical, which is fine. Um, but, you know, it's I, I tell my friends that aren't in the legal world that, that don't go through the process, like, it, it's like that um, – kind of made for TV movie about sorority hazing, you know, like they put the pledge up on the (laughs) table and her um, bathing suit and like all her sorority sisters, like circle or fat. It's like, that's what it feels like, except I'm blindfolded, you know, because it's all anonymous. Um, But it's, it's a true, it's a merit based system. So they, they get people you've worked with against um, people you um, have, the judges you've appeared before um, public can comment and then you know the they do the whole calculation and give you your score. Do you recall how many people applied for that position? I want to say um, I think there was nine. There were nine of us, and then four were uh, nominated by the council. So then the, the, the four names go to the governor, and then he has I think forty. He or she has forty five days to pick correct somebody. Um, and did you have like any? feeling about like I'm, I'm gonna get it i'm not gonna get it. i mean I, did you have any kind of how'd you feel about it? well <laughs> i i didn't know did, did, you, did you know the other three i did i knew the other three all great attorneys um you know folks that i'd had cases with uh Were so they all anchorage people or was all anchorage out of, out of other all anchorage folks and in fact um two of the remaining three are now on the superior court i was gonna ask you if, if they did it again yeah. yeah they did it again um so it was Judge McKenna and Judge Rankin who are now um, on. Oh, Judge, he's he's had some um, headlines there. The last he had some. Big Judge case. McKenna. He had the, uh, yeah. the, the uh, redistricting, right? And then no, he didn't do redistricting. No, no, that, that, that was, was Judge Matthews. 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 McKenna was the uh, maybe the the Eastman thing. Yeah, yeah, and then he's currently on a. He's on the criminal bench now, so he's had a long trial. So yeah. M- yeah, I see his press releases come out sometimes. He's, he's been busy. Um, so yeah, so you know, you go in, you interview with the counsel, and. I mean, they there is no stone unturned. Like they know more about you than you know about yourself. At that point, you walk in. It's like the CIA. Yeah, the binders that are you know, 
seven inches thick with all of your information, and then they just go around the table, ask you questions, and kind of nudge you a bit. Now, is the chief justice there? Because he's he's he or she's the tiebreaker, but they they don't really are they participating? The chief justice, really, uh, at least for my interview, um, he you know kind of introduced everyone. Was it Winfrey back then, or was it? It was um, Bolger when I Bolger, interviewed, okay. and so he just inter- interviewed everyone, and he kind of gives you the you know, the lay of the land. And then other than that, he just kind of facilitates, you know, kind of moving people around. He's a little bit, um, I don't know, intimidating or, I mean, you're like, wow, this is here with the chief justice. I'm being interviewed. Sure. It seems like a lot. Sure. It's yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's, it is intense. It's a, and it's a long process. And, and as, as it, it needs to be to, to kind of vet everyone. It's probably, you know, when I applied, it was October, 2019. uh, So you came in right before COVID. I came in Right in the heart of COVID. So I was um, appointed, The I got the call from the governor's office April 15th of 2020. So like, right. So did you interview with, because a lot of times they'll interview with the governor, the the, the nominee or the, the names that get sent forward. I'm, I believe I am the only one that has not interviewed with this governor. And it was squarely because it was April, March, April yeah, of COVID. 2020. I mean, the governor at that point was... Pretty much doing a press concert conference every night about the, the response mm-hmm. and like I had went, Justice Winfrey on the podcast a while back and he told me this story he was interviewed was Palin that first appointed him and he was down there and he inter- interviewed and I think the chief of staff was there and maybe the AG it was a you know group of people and and he left and and he was like okay that you know I guess that went okay and then he got a call like after he left he was down I think you know at a coffee shop or something in Juno and they're mm-hmm. like can you come back we have some more questions. And he was like, oh, man, they're going to ask about abortion or something. Jesus. Like, and he had to go back up there. And they were like, yeah, we're picking you. Wow. And it was a really good story because he thought yeah. he had to go back up there and, like, go through more, you know. Right. They found more dirt on yeah, him. Yeah, they got yeah. something. But, but Wow, he, that's he, an incredible – good for him. Yeah. It was a good story. So me. I, you know, so it was kind of, it was, it was a, obviously a weird time in general, right? It's like the start of the pandemic. And, yeah, I'm at home working at my dining room table. My wife's working across from me. That That, that was our home office. We got, you know young kids running around trying to zoom in and um and so give me like ptsd thing right about just i mean yeah. so wild right it's so it's so just... already like it's just a weird time and then i'm thinking about this you know this position that i've applied for and it's kind of just radio silence and you know so you're I, october and you didn't get till april so we're talking about six almost six months yeah so you know the six months council yeah. meeting are in february um they they do their nominations then, and then so it was. After that, it was kind of radio silence, and I got the call, and you know it was it was actually. Did the governor call you, or was it some like? No, it was um, someone from his office, and you know she said, "I'm calling from the governor's office." I was like, "Hi, and, hello, hello. Oh, good good morning," <laughs> and she said, "Congratulations, the governor selected you for the position." I was like, "I was like, I was like what? I'm sorry, say that again." And my wife was there, so it's like, kind I'd, of a cool situation. I'd be, I'd be like thinking one of my friends, like, it's, it's, it's not funny, man. Right. Don't prank me. <laughs> right. This is not the time. <laughs> I'm trying to deal with a pandemic. Um, and so, you know, that was a, a pretty it – was, it was a unique situation in that, you know, in talking to other people, you know, they're usually at work or they're, you know, in their car and their cell phone rings. I, I was there, and my wife saw this, this conversation happen, so she was the first to know, and, in fact, the – lady from the governor's office is like, hey, just don't say anything just yet till the press release goes out. I was like, is it okay if I tell my wife? She's like, oh, yeah, of course. She, I was she's, like, she's that's already, good. She she's, she's right here. She heard everything. And so, wow. um, so so you came in with this whole COVID pro. You, I mean, were you when, when was the first time you were in a courtroom? 
So I started. So it took me a, uh, a few months to kind of wind down, make sure. Oh, because they, they give you some time to. Yeah, um, you know, and, the cases and usually folks that are coming in from private practice need a little bit more time. So I had to make sure that my clients were taken care of, and I, you know, transferred them to partners. So I started on uh, August second of twenty twenty, and my Which is, f- it's 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 interesting because as I recall, everything was like totally crazy in twenty twenty, but but our summer of twenty twenty was. Pretty normal. I mean, there wasn't really a ton of. I mean, there was cases, but like people were still doing things and going outside. And it was twenty one. Remember, that was like there was the Delta thing. Yeah, they started shutting things down. But twenty twenty summer was. I mean, obviously things were shut down. Everything was shut. But you people were still going out and hiking and going outside. And I, I would say that of you know, kind of looking worldwide, if there's anywhere to be in the summer of twenty twenty during a pandemic is. You know, we were pretty fortunate oh, to be a, here in Alaska. A, a lot of people, kids and, and people came back Yeah, that summer because they were like in Chicago or Seattle or some city where it was just totally like, you can't even leave your apartment. Yeah. So people would come back and spend, you know, the summer here. Yeah. And we had, you know, in fact, we had a great summer of 2020 because it was really we, good, yeah. we did we did a lot of the Alaskan things you don't usually do mm-hmm. because the, there was the, no people here. There's the, all the, the, tourists, the, the tourists here. Yeah. You know, so we went and you know camped in Denali. We drove into the road, you know, and that was like that's something you have to plan for. Yeah, was, you have the lottery, I think. Yeah, right? we went out to you know Orca Island, which we'd never been to, out of Seward, and so we did a lot of Alaskan stuff. So um, that was a actually a fun summer, all all things considered. So when I started, it was pretty much all remote. So um, you were like, were you at the office at the at the? Uh, I was at the I was at you? the courthouse. Yeah, I went to the court every day, um, but we weren't having people come into the courtroom. So my first few hearings were all on the phone and I was like, this is really, I can't see anyone. And so I jumped onto the zoom immediately. I'd already been doing zoom, you know, prior. You probably came in as like the zoom expert. I, you know, I came in at least, um, comfortable with it. And so I, you remember that video that that in Texas, I think the guy put a cat filter on his face, the lawyer. And he's like, I'm, yeah, I'm here. I'm fine. I'm not a cat. (laughs) Like his like real like down home. I'm not a cat. Your honor. (laughs) Yeah, no, sir. You have a filter on. You you appear to be a cat. <laughs> turn off your filter, please. Yeah, obviously that you know circulated through the whole legal system. And in, in fact, the the next day I had a, a a Zoom hearing, and you know I maybe had eight attorneys on on the the Zoom screen. And at the end of the the hearing, before we went off record, I said, you know, and and counsel, by the way, I'm actually really disappointed no one showed up as a cat. <laughs> and so, because they all yeah, saw it. They, right, they everyone had sure seen it. it. And, you know, you, you know, as you kind of go through the, the Zoom, we've all, we all did it, right? You know, you get all kinds of crazy things happening uh, on Zoom. I mean, Zoom. There, there was the, the, I mean, I, you know, do the politics stuff, but there was a Kenai Peninsula Borough Assembly got Zoom bombed with some really bad stuff, mm-hmm. like during the middle of the meeting. I mean, it was like the worst you can imagine, you know? Yeah. It was on there for like like everybody was kind of just like, uh, yeah, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, know? fortunately that never happened in any uh, court proceedings. Um, I will say I probably had the first Zoom meeting with kind of as we were first doing it. I had a you know a, a big case that was dealing with some you know public retirement benefits. So I had uh, something like ninety five retirees. Zooming in, and well, so you guys better be using that 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 uh, business. Uh, what's it called? The um, that subscription level where you can have more than because a lot of people would mess up where you could only if, if you get the free version or the or the because I have Zoom, I have the uh, enterprise version. Yeah, you, you can have I think up to five hundred or but a lot of times 
the, the initial version, it can only have 100. So people start getting booted. Yeah. We're not allowed in. So fortunately, we had the capacity to have the number of people. We just didn't have it down quite yet to You have to have like a moderator it. and the yeah. muting and uh, all. It yes. was, yeah. you know, and you, when I got on and I, I saw the screen, I said, folks, I just, just a reminder that if your camera is on, everyone can see what you're doing. You know, there's like people folding laundry and yeah, you know, it was... Oh my god! Yeah, the hearing oh, started an hour and a half late because we couldn't get the audio. Well, to work. Was, so once we worked the kinks out, you know. One of my favorite ones was it was uh, it was they were doing you know college classes on, on Zoom and this this guy had set up it was so funny he had set up a a picture of like it was a picture in front of the camera of his of his of his room uh-huh. and it was like he was sitting there and the freaking picture fell over so so then you saw the real room and he was playing video games <laughs> and they they were like do we like we see you you're. You're lying. You're, like, you're not paying attention. Right. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was obviously interesting time. Um, so, I, you know, post 2021, like you said, 2021 was probably worse, right? Yeah, we well, had for the, us it was with the Delta yeah. variant, we, and then the Omicron, and you know, so we, and it's just that uncertainty, right? You just don't know what's going to happen. And then finally, as you know, we came out of 2021. I think is when the court system really started, you know, getting people back, and you know, back in. In 2021, the summer of 2021, I think is when we started jury trials again. I was pretty, I mean, you know, I, I actually had a, a lawsuit that was a federal case. It was a First Amendment thing, and I was in the federal court, but it was the same thing. I was in my ho- my house. It was early. We were in the court, but it was like my lawyers were, they had their, and it was, I was I was really wishing, like, most, most people never go to court. Some people do for different things, mm-hmm. but I was really like, I wanted to be like in the courtroom, you know? I wanted to have that, like, court experience, but no, yeah. I was on, like, wearing a suit in my in my house, in my, you know... My webcam. Yeah, well, it was nice of you to dress up. Um, I did put on. Yeah, I did. Put, I yeah. dressed up. I was. I thought I took it pretty serious. You know, it's it's interesting. I mean, I might not have been wearing pants though. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, and and that was kind of the running joke when we started coming back from Zoom. It's like you know, make sure you have pants on, right? <laughs> you have to have pants when you come to court. Um, you know, it's it's interesting that that you know being on Zoom it it drops a little bit of that. Um, I don't know that guard, which yeah, which no, 100%, he, which yeah. I think is important. I think you know, as attorneys, I, I remember every time I walked in, it was it was very important. You know, I was, you know, this is a big deal because what we're here for is a big deal, and so it's it's really nice to have people back in the courtroom. It's nice to see people. It's nice to interact with with people without a screen having um, in between us. I will say though that one of the the good things that came out of the pandemic was it at least forced us to, or at least allowed us to recognize that we can use technology to help people access justice. Well, there's, there's been several cases that I've been wanting to pay attention, you know, from, from my perspective, the kind of the political side, but they, they not some, not all of them, but some of them are, are now, maybe the ones people are interested in are now, you can watch them on, yeah. online. Yeah. We'll they'll do some live streaming mm-hmm. um, for, you know, uh, the cases that, that have that broader they have the cameras on interest. the table and yeah. they have the little movement and you can watch it and you can, because like that one, one I was watching last year was in Palmer, mm-hmm. and it's like you got to wake up and drive to Palmer, and you guys, you know, or you can just watch it. Yeah, no, so that's nice. And then also, you know, just think about the, the, you know, not high profile case, but maybe a, a custody case, and um, mom has moved to Michigan, mm-hmm. and dad's here. Because before and, you had to, they had to fly, they had right. to fly, right? So they now there's 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 a little bit more options, or even just for witnesses, witnesses that may be out of state, or you know some of the civil cases, an expert witness, you know that's that's probably great for the parties. They don't have to pay a, a witness to fly up, put them, 
him or her up. You know, they can just zoom in, give their testimony. I, as the judge, can see them. I can, you know, you know, see body language, all of that, the things that you you, know, you want to be able to use all your senses. Opposed to the phone, telephone, yeah. Opposed to the phone, yeah. So those hybrid hearings have been fantastic. Like yeah. you said, we have the tablets at every table, and you can they can see what's going on in the courtroom. We can see them. Excuse me. So, so you you did all civil stuff, but now you're a judge. Can we talk to me a little bit about the case assignments? I mean, do you get criminal? I mean, aren't there some judges that are kind of the criminal judges? And then there's yeah. Like- so in Anchorage, the the way it's it's broken down at Superior Court, there's 17 Superior Court judges. Five are on what we call the criminal bench. So they they handle uh, you know almost all of the criminal cases. The rest of us are on the civil bench, and so we handle everything else. Uh, but all of us civil judges were on a rotation each week there's backup number one backup number two so if the five criminal judges have trials another trial needs to go then you know we kind of get tapped and and then we handle that trial so i've had so you've done uh, some criminal stuff yeah i've done a couple of criminal jury trials which is certainly um as you know it was a it's a new a new realm for me you know my the extent of my criminal background was you know Law school classes and then my clerkship. I, I had a little bit of, of exposure. Uh, other than that, it was all civil. So uh, it's uh, you know certainly fascinating. So to be, I mean, to be a judge, um, a good judge, to judge, you have to have kind of a a wide depth of knowledge about a lot of things. I mean, you might be doing oil tax, you might be doing pension, you might be doing criminal, you might be doing um, fraud, you might be doing somebody suing over a property. I mean, you have all this stuff. You have to like, so you have to. You might not know about on some case on some specific, yeah, but you, you have to do, read the law. You have yeah. to read all the. So it must be really interesting having to like deal with something you've never really even thought of or been exposed to on, on this absolutely. weird topic. Absolutely, no, it's um, it's absolutely fascinating. It's you know kind of it's intellectually challenging. You you get a topic that you have never never dealt with, and I mean you roll up your sleeves and dig in, which is you know it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff that lawyers do. They they may have a certain you know, field of expertise, but, you know, a case walks in, chances are you haven't dealt with that specific topic. And so you have to, you have to do the research, you have so, to learn. So in a, in a jury trial, a judge, I mean, is it fair to say you're more or less a referee? But yeah. So jury trials, the the jury, they, they are the, the finders of fact, they decide the, the case on the criminal side, you know, guilt, innocence on the civil side, you know, liability or not. Um, and so, yeah, our role in, in that, um, you know, setting is to you know make sure to keep the attorneys on track uh, if there are attorneys there, make sure instructions to the juries are clear, make sure that, you know, they're in and out without interacting with with any of the parties, and we just kind of make sure that the proceedings are run um, fairly on bench trials. Then that's when we we are making the decisions. So, so um, I don't know how often this happens, but. There is a situation where if a jury, does, if, they, if they go kind of like out to lunch and they do something crazy, you, the judge can, can pull it back, right? Well, I guess if, you know, if, if there's, if there's a, a verdict maybe that, that comes out that's like so inconsistent with what has been presented, yes, yes. Then, then sure, the, the judge has that, that ability. Uh, it's, I will tell you what, though, the, my experience with juries up here, both as a uh, practicing attorney and as a judge, is... Um, once folks are in those chairs, they they take their their role seriously, mm-hmm. which is which is what you want. It's so interesting how you just get the system how it works, and it, it does. I, I think you're right. It, it typically works out very well. Just twelve randoms. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm th- I'll be 39 in December. I don't know what's going on. I've never gotten called once, state or federal. 
I don't know why. I mean, I want to. I want to get called. Yeah, but I mean, I've never gotten. I've never gotten, and I vote. And I do all the. Th- I mean, I do all the so things. You that, get a PFD. I get a PFD. See, because that's how that's how Alaska has uh, the jury rules is is based on. I've on never. PFD. And, like, it seems like every friend of mine has gotten called at least once. Yeah, I actually got summoned during the pandemic. When you were a judge. Yes. Um, how does that work? Do you just say, "Hey, I'm a or do, do, can judges be on juries?" Sure. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that. You're probably one of the ones they, they, they uh, yeah. dis- disqual you because you get so many disqualifiers. Right, yeah, I'm assuming that, get rid of the judge. Yeah, but at the you know, at the time, it's we, funny you're like I can't come to work. I'm on jury duty. <laughs> I, mean, I know, I know the, I know where to go. At least <laughs> parking's paid for. So, so I mean, how many, um, how many, how many of your trials are jury compared to the bench? Like, is it most split um, or is it? You know, obviously for my first year plus, there were no jury trials um, with mm-hmm. the pandemic. Uh, but for the most part, we're it's mostly us. It's mostly bench trials, um, the kind of day-to-day hearings, shorter trials, um, the jury trials. On the civil side, they're they're rare. Now, some everybody, even if it's civil, entitled to a jury. But how does this work? I mean, do some are are they just bench trials by default, or do both parties agree to make it a bench trial? How does that normally work? Yeah. So in so let's say like a, a family law case, a divorce, or you know custody. That that's that's always uh, a judge tried, but a civil case, let's say you, you know, you have a, a business deal gone bad. You and your ex-business partner have sued each other. Um, you're entitled to a jury. You, you have to make that request timely. Um, if no one requests a jury, then it's a bench trial Okay. or, you know, both sides could say, listen, I don't, you know, I don't really need a jury. We want a judge to, to deal with this. Um, but yeah, so. But if one side wants it, then they, they can. That's it. Can yeah, it. yeah. So a lot of times, um, you know, one side will request it, one side won't. But if if it's been timely requested, then you know you're on for a jury trial. So it's twelve jur- jurors, but there's al- alternates, right? Because I mean, I've I've seen ones where there's like fifteen or six. There's like more people than twelve. Yeah. So typically, we typically will pick fourteen jurors. Uh, um, two will be alternates. Obviously, they don't know. You don't know who the alternates are during the course of the trial. Oh, interesting. Oh, you, know, you yeah. don't want to say, you know, number seven and, you know, 12, you're the alternates because then they'll check out, right? Yeah, they won't pay attention. Yeah. So no one knows. Um, the alternates then, are if somebody has to, like, get sick or if they get conflicted or if they do something stupid, like, very, if somebody yeah, has to go. So, yeah, if you, you lose jurors to illness or some other, you know, uh, family emergency um, or, you know, you know the, the jury trial I did this summer, uh, we kept all of our, we had all 14, we started with 14, we ended with 14, and so we just did the random draw and, you know, excused the two alternates. So, um, so do the alternates not even get to participate in the, the, the liberal, oh, that would suck. I know, right? It's I kind spent of, all this time, and now, yeah. I, now I'm leaving. Yeah, right. Um, and so, and sometimes, you know, depending on, on the case, you may, uh, the, the attorneys may want to select a couple more jurors, whether it's, you know, if it's a, you know, the potential if it's a longer case, you may lose folks again to, um, you know, family situations that that are unforeseen, or you just want to kind of have that padding there because you don't want to go through a whole trial. No, there's, there's this whole kind of running joke about people always t- joke about getting out of jury duty, but I mean it is pretty serious. You have to, you can't just say I can't do it, right? I mean, they're, they're, right. They're, there's they want to, they want people to participate. Kinda, yeah, kind of have to. If, we have, you have a really good reason, I guess. Yeah, you know, and you know, part of the instructions that we'll give is. You know, We'll give you an opportunity to tell us why you may not be able to sit on this, and and that's going to have to be a pretty, uh, you know, extenuating circumstance. For example, uh, next Thursday I'm I'm scheduled for surgery that I've been waiting for for the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to let that person go. Or 
So you, know, you, you decide. Yeah. The judge decides. Yeah. For on on that on that situation, when someone says I, I have a conflict or I, I don't think I can serve for X Y Z reason, the, the judge will decide. You know. So I've had a you know situations where you know, folks are like, you know, judge, I've we have a family vacation planned to to Disney next week. This has been planned. Yeah, it's Sorry. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not what, gonna what, deprive that. What about that. these? Lo- I'm, I, I mean, the, like the O.J. Simpson one comes to mind. What about these ones that take like six months? I mean, do they get paid or something? I know there's like a little bit of a stipend or something, right? But I mean, that that's tough to find anybody who can just say I, I'm not gonna I'm gonna put my life on hold for six months. Right, and you know I. But I don't know how many of those we have up here. I don't know that we have. Um, many of those, I, you know, the, there's a criminal case that's been going on now for about ten weeks. That's a long time. Yeah, and I mean, that's geez, that's that that's, that's a long and time, months. and that's a that's a big ask. And so, you know, I think in those cases when you know it's going to be a long time, the the attorneys in particular, uh, obviously the judge as well, wants to make sure that the folks that are ultimately seated are in fact able to commit mm-hmm. to that. Um, but you know, most. Most of the the trials week to two weeks, you know, give or take. Some obviously go Re- longer. Reasonable, reasonable. Amount. Yeah, and like I said, you know, people, you know, there may be a little jockeying at first. You know, it's like, it, of course, it's inconvenient, right? It's taking you out of your routine. But once people are in there, uh, I have found them to be, you know, kind I want, of I want to be on it. My my buddy was on a jury years and years and years ago, and he, really smart guy, um, kind of brilliant. He he was elected or became the kind of the foreman or the head the facilitator yeah. and it was um really really interesting it was i forget the specifics but somebody had gotten hurt and and there was a little bit of negligence i guess but but people in the room were like oh yeah they fuck them we're gonna give a million dollars and he's like whoa whoa <laughs> whoa like we're not doing that like we can't and they, they he said it was fat they talked their way th- like that 12 yeah angry you know they talked their way through it and they worked it out and they came up with a really good you know, but it was it was it was just the whole kind of hearing about it was really interesting. Yeah, no, and you know, it's because they wanted to be like punitive, and he's like, we can't. That's not what we're instructed. We can't be punitive. Yeah. We can't punish them for. I mean, we can obviously give what needs to be given, but it's yeah. not like, hey, we're gonna really stick it to them. Yeah, and that's a you know that's a, a good example of the jury listening to the rules that have been given to them by the judge and and applying those rules. And and like I said, it's uh, I always. When I talk to jurors afterwards, I, I always say, <clears throat> you know, I if I were to ever find myself in that position, whether on a criminal case or a civil case that's very important to me, and I'm sitting in that seat and I'm looking over at 12 to 14 people, I want to know that they're listening, that they're invested. And and quite frankly, that's that's been my experience. Yeah, no, definitely. Last thing I want to ask you about is... Um this judicial council, you know, mm-hmm. there's a retention. We we don't elect judges, but we, re- we retain them every. I think the first time it's less less time. The first retention, and then there's like longer retention periods. How does that work? So for superior court, the first retention is, um, your first retention vote is the first general election after appointment that is more than three years from appointment. So you haven't had one, have you? I haven't had one you're, yet. You're so coming my, up in next yeah, year. Next my first case. one will be 2024. Uh, and so, and then it's every six years after. And and what that is, the Judicial Council is, they've started their process. They they evaluate all of us. Again, it's, they ask. You're, you're, back, you're back in that room. Kind of, yeah. I don't, I don't have to, I don't think I have to interview, um, but, you know, they, this time they reach out to court employees, correctional officers, police, uh, or law enforcement, attorneys, jurors, you know, really anyone say, hey, how's this judge doing? 
and then the judicial council will, based on the feedback they get, they'll they'll give a, a yes or no, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down to the voters, and then the voters, it's a, a yes no vote on on retention. So it's not, we don't run campaigns, we don't um, do any of that. So it's it's just a, a a check to make sure that the voters are on board. You, you the only time you can if 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 somebody comes out against you, if there's like an uh, an effort to like, hey, we want to get rid of this person, then you can you're allowed to respond, right? Right. Yeah, and. Um, you know, so if there's there is some, you know, kind of organized opposition, I believe is what they call it, uh, to to see a judge removed, then that judge is able to kind of try and counter that. Well, and that's what I want to talk to you about. Um, I'm glad you came in, and I'm glad you're willing to kind of be so open about this. But the retention rates have gone down over the years, and I've talked to like Nancy Mead; she's a the kind of spokesperson for the court system, and then Suzanne DiPietro. And my experience has been so many judges are so nervous to like get out there. Yeah. But I think it's a good thing because if people know you, whether you're a judge or anybody, a politician, I mean, they know you, they, they have some association with you. Right. It's a lot easier, harder to say, well, screw them than if they have just, Oh, it's just some name. I have no idea who this person is. You know, yeah. cause on the ballot there's, I mean, I remember I vote all the time and there's sometimes what, 10 or 12 or more, you know, you yeah, this to, last one, I think there were 30 some judges on, or, you know, in the third judicial district. So some people don't vote. A lot of people don't, don't even do it, but then some people are just like, no, 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 no. You know, they have this. Yeah. And, 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 and I think, I think that's a concern. I mean, those rate, rate, retention rates have gone down. Absolutely. And, and, um, you know, Suzanne at the judicial council, um, she's, yeah, I like her. She's she, she does a great job trying to kind of build awareness of what does this mean? What are, what are we voting on? And, you know, so I agree with you. I think that, um, if people know who you are, they're less likely to, Either not vote or vote no, mm -hmm. and so I think it's it's important that that we as judges are are able to talk to people. And you know, I'm I'm just a normal guy. I you know tomorrow I'm going to be watching college football. Tonight I'm going to coach Love my that. daughter's soccer team. You know it's I am you know a, a normal person. I'm a, a member of this community, and the more people I get to know, uh, hopefully the the more comfortable they'll be with now, me. When we, when we met, I kind of you met me through a friend, and I said, "What do you I mean? What do, what do you do? You said I'm a judge." Which I was kind of like, because I've met other people who are, they're like, I'm a lawyer, or they right. they, they don't know necessarily like, but but when you meet people and say that, do you ever get like, wow, you're a judge, really? Like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, because most people don't. I mean, meet, I mean, I'm, I've met more, I guess, because come my job and what I'm doing, but for the most part, I don't think people are meeting judges too often. So sure, it must yeah, be like a novelty. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, um, and you know, even like my neighbor when I got appointed, he's like. Well, you're the first judge I've ever met. I was like, Ed, I've known you for 15 years. You know, so he's like, so, I got yeah. the speeding ticket. <laughs> of course, and then then that help comes me out up. with that. Um, no, I cannot. Um, um, so yeah, I I've been you know open about it. Uh, I I mean I'm I'm proud of I'm proud of my my job. I'm I'm fortunate to be in this position. I'm thankful to the the people that helped me get here. Um, you know, this is Anchorage is my community. This is where I grew up. This is this is a for me a meaningful way to give back. And so when I meet folks, and you know, it's not like I I'm not wearing my robe out in the public, right? <laughs> if someone asks me, you know, if we're having conversations, ask me what I do. I'll, unless they have like a shirt that says I hate all judges, you know, and maybe I won't <laughs> maybe say turn that. the other way on that, right? Guy, yeah. But most part, people are, those people those people do exist. Yeah, yeah, and you know, but you know, like when I met you, you asked and I told you, and there's no no reason to play the game of. Well, I'm a lawyer. Well, what do you do? Well, I work for the court system. Oh, what do you do for the court system? Well, you know, by the time we get there, you're like, why didn't you just tell me what you do? Well, as soon as you said, you, and, and then I, I remember the name because it's a unit, you know, Adolf Zeman. I remember mm -hmm. thinking, oh, you're, I was like, oh my God, you're Judge Zeman. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, um, but again, I, I think that, you know, people 
that I've interacted with that you know don't know I'm a judge and then they learn I'm a judge I you know I hope they they don't see me any different way um again I'm I'm their neighbor I'm their friend I'm a coach uh, you know it's I'm just part of the community and um you know trying to do my well, best I, I mean I, I I like I said I was very kind of excited to meet you and, and you were kind of just you know willing to you know chat and come on the podcast and there is more and more. I mean, we have this automatic retirement at 70 in the Constitution. So mm. there is more and more people haven't, like Judge uh, Winfrey had to resign uh, right. or stop because of his, I think, Judge Miller uh, a couple of years ago. And there's been more. And so increasingly, there's been kind of a new maybe kind of cohort of younger yeah. um, folks that are now becoming you and some other ones that are becoming judges. Yeah. And I will tell, I'll tell you, um, we have a great bench. Um, people, people are there because they want to be there. They want to make a difference. They want to help the the community um, we all left you know kind of established careers whether in private practice or with an agency or some other capacity to become judges and you know the the folks on the bench are great I have great colleagues and I think the the people of Anchorage should you know feel comfortable that if they have a dispute or an issue that is, is gonna come before the courts that they'll they'll get a fair shake and people will listen to them well Judge Zeman it's been really great having you on um it's so funny because you're older than me, but you look you look younger than me. So you're, <laughs> well, I met you, I was like, you're 45. You don't look 45. Well, I, I appreciate that. Are you, are you ever going to go for the maybe the big one, the Supreme? Is that down the road? Is that uh, on the on the list or? It's not on the list for me. Um, at least as I sit here today, I I like the I like being in the the trial court. I like kind of the the action there. I I feel that you know. Kind of boots on the ground. Because you kind of, in, in your situation, you like kind of run the show for your court. Yeah. And if you're in the Supreme Court, there's five, and it's a little bit of a different situation. Yeah, a whole different way that they deal with their cases, and I understand how they, they do that and why they do that. But, yeah, so I I mean, I I have my cases. I, I make the decisions based on, you know, the law and what's presented to me and hope for the best. I, I try to do my best each time. But I like the kind of, I would say the hustle and bustle maybe of the mm-hmm. of the trial court level. So um, as we sit here today, um, probably I'll be content with trial work. Well, Judge Even, it was really great talking to you. T- tell some of your judge friends to come on the podcast. I'm All always right. trying to get – right. I've had you. I've had Justice Henderson, Justice Winfrey, Judge Miller. So I've, 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 I've had a few, but yeah. I'm trying to get more. All so. right. Well, I will. Well, I appreciate you having me. Really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks yeah. a lot, Judge Even. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. Superior Court Judge. Folks, if you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast, get a hold of me and stay tuned for the next one.